0: This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Hey, John, would you give us that intro look? Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia, read some articles about them, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. Hey, hi David. Hey. Hey. What are we going to learn about? We're going to do the Cobra effect and the Streisand effect. Never heard of either of
1: them. You've never
0: heard of either?
1: Oh, never mind. I've heard of the sand effect. Yeah, I think Uh, you
0: may have heard. I thought you may have heard of the sand effect.
1: I have heard of that. Sorry, it took me a moment to to recognize it, but I have heard of that. Um, Never heard of the Cobra effect, though. Okay,
0: so they're both somewhat similar. It's both a thing of unintended consequences. I see. So the Cobra effect um, is what happens when an attempted solution to a problem makes the problem worse. Oh. So it's kind of like a catch-all that includes the sand effect, which we'll get into. Okay. Um, so the term cobra effect originated in an anecdote set at the time of British colonial rule in India.
1: Okay, makes sense.
0: And the British government, they were worried about too many cobras, too, ve- too many ven- venomous cobras being around. Yeah. And so they offered a bounty for every dead cobra. Okay. And initially, it was that successful. Go wrong. I mean, I wouldn't think about how it could go wrong initially, but so it yeah, like was...
1: you, it certainly couldn't upset uh, the ecological balance at all. Oh
0: well, but that's not what they're worried about. <laughs> they just don't want those cobras to be around.
1: Yeah, um, and that couldn't have any unintended consequences. Yeah, upsetting the ecological balance.
0: Uh, but then, so like, shit tons of cobras were killed. But then some enterprising people started breeding cobras. Oh! <laughs> and then they just, in order to just get the bounty, right? Um. So the British government found out about it and they shut down the whole project. They shut down the whole bounty system. Uh huh. And then all the breeders, they're like, "Well, there's no reason to keep all these snakes, so they so just let them all stuff. go." Oh my <laughs> and god! And so there's like more snakes than we <laughs> <laughs> ever That's started. Funny. So that's the cobra effect. It's based on that anecdote. It's basically when the attempted solution to a problem makes the problem worse. Worse. So like, there's another thing that happened in Hanoi, Vietnam, under French colonial rule. They were actually trying to kill rats. Okay. Uh, but the colonial officials started noticing rats with no tails. Uh-huh. And that's because what people were doing is they were just... Uh, Oh my! Catching rats, cutting off their tails, and putting them back in the sewer. Why? <laughs> so that there would still be a good breeding population, and they can still so they collect can their rat rat tails. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like yeah, if you if it's gonna be a something, bring with the money. whole rat
1: in. Yeah, make them bring the whole rat in. Yeah. And
0: in 1958, Mao Zedong launched the four pests campaign in China to remove mosquitoes, rodents, flies, and sparrows that were responsible for the transmission of disease. But the policy wiped out sparrows, but also became a contributor to the Great Chinese Famine because this absence of sparrows led to the insect infestation and massive crop loss. Yeah, duh! That's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, don't
1: get rid of the sparrows before you've gotten rid of the pests that the sparrows are eating. Yeah,
0: it's going to fuck up your entire crop. God, that's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then another one that kind of makes like a lot more sense in our modern climate is in 2005, the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change started an incentive scheme to cut down on greenhouse gases. So companies that got rid of polluting gases got rewarded with carbon credits, which could then be turned into cash. Okay. So... <laughs> The program set prices according to like how serious the damage was that the pollutant that they got rid of could do to the environment. Oh, I see. And one of the highest bounties they could get was for destroying HFC-23, which is a byproduct of a common coolant. Okay. And so a lot of companies started producing more of that coolant, the HFC-23, so <laughs> they could have more of the byproduct to destroy and have more of the waste ga- gas God, to g- get carbon credits.
1: I mean, you can't say people aren't clever.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. People are always clever. They They'll are. fucking figure clever it
1: fuckers. out, <laughs> fucking clever monkeys. And
0: those guys actually collected millions of dollars in credits in carbon credits. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So the U- Uh. So, Defunding the system. <laughs> yeah. So the UN had to suspend the credits for destruction for the destruction of. HFC 23 in 2013. Oh, geez. So, yeah, that's the Cobra effect. It's basically if you try to, if you have a way to incentivize people to fuck something up in order for your own problem to happen, it'll probably just make it worse for you.
1: Right. Like, basically, if you give people an incentive to continue the problem in order to continue solving it. They will find a way to do that.
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the Streisand effect. Yeah. So the Streisand effect is a phenomenon where an organization. The, what now? <laughs> the Streisand. The Streisand. The Streisand. <laughs> uh, Streisand. After Barbara Streisand.
1: Barbara Streisand.
0: It's a phenomenon where an organization or individual will try to hide, remove, or censor a piece of information, which has the unintended consequence of publicizing the information much more widely. Yeah. It's it's funny, I think. It usually happens on the internet.
1: Because, like, in a large way, I just don't think that some things should be private, especially if you're a company. Like, I I don't necessarily disagree with what she was trying to do. Mm. I just don't care one way or the other because, like, I'm not that wealthy, and so it doesn't affect me. But, yeah, Um, like,
0: basically the moral of the story is you can't hide shit on the internet. Yeah. At all. Yep. Um, Wikipedia says, it is an example of psychological reactance wherein once people are aware that some information is being kept from them, their motivation to access and spread it is increased. So let's talk about the origins of the term, yeah. the barber Streisand thing. So in 2003, photographer Kenneth Adelman for the California Coast Records Project flew along the entire California coastline and took pictures every 500 feet.
1: Okay, yeah, constructing a map.
0: Mm-hmm. And the point was to document coastal erosion. I see. In order to like influence policymakers. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all in all Just they collecting d- data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just collecting data. <laughs> Do you say you say data? Yeah. I think either is acceptable to I me. believe so. Um so on all, they took 12,000 photos and published them to Pictopedia.com.
1: Pictopedia? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it.
0: Barbara Streisand's coastal home was on picture on image, quote unquote, image 3,850. Hmm. But she sued Kenneth Adelman and Pictopedia for $50 million in order to get that picture down.
1: Wow. I wonder how she first became aware of it.
0: That's what I wonder, too. She probably honestly heard about the project and knew her co- her house oh, was on the
1: coast. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> and before her lawsuit, image 3,850 3, had been downloaded a total of six times. Hmm. And two of them were by her lawyers. I see. But as a result of the lawsuit and the public knowledge thereof, the <laughs> it exploded, and by the end of the m- next month, the image had been seen over 420,000 times. Oh,
1: boy. That's a little <laughs> bit more than six. That's
0: Yeah, that's uh, maybe one degree higher.
1: Yeah, it's an incremental jump, but yeah, <laughs> still significant.
0: <laughs> Wikipedia says... The lawsuit was ultimately dismissed, and Streisand was ordered to pay Adelman's legal fees, which amounted to one hundred and fifty-five thousand six five hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Lawyers ain't cheap. They ain't cheap at all, especially if you lose. Yeah. Um. Another cool cool example, or actually, like the reason why it was coined was. Writing for Tector, Mike Masnick coined the term in 2005, and it was in relation to the story of a holiday resort, the Marco Beach Ocean Resort, and it was issuing t- a takedown notice to urinal.net, which is a site dedicated to photographs of urinals.
1: Okay, makes sense.
0: And it was issuing a takedown over the use of the resort's name. And Mike Masnick wrote, of Tector, how long is it going to take before lawyers realize that the simple act of trying to repress something they don't like online is likely to make it so that something that most people would never, ever see, like a photo of a urinal in some random beach resort, is now to be seen by many people? Let's call it the Streisand effect. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, <laughs> nice. Because here... That's a good piece of journalism.
0: yeah. So let's talk about more examples of the stry sound effect. We have some political examples. So the government of South Africa said they intended to ban the 2017 book, The President's Keepers, which detailed corruption within the government of Jacob Zuma. And that, like, proposed ban caused sales of the book to spike dramatically. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like... The book sold out within 24 hours of bef- before the ban would supposedly be put into effect. Uh, <laughs> and it made the book a national bestseller and led to multiple reprints. Good. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. And earlier this year, like in March, California Representative Devin Nunes, um, you've heard of him? Yeah, I sure have. Yeah, he's part of the Trump transition team and is head of the... Intelligence Committee yep. of the House. Well, <laughs> his team sued Twitter and two satirical accounts, Devin Nunez's cow and Devin Nunez's mom. <laughs> 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 oh, what an idiot. <sighs> <laughs> for, they sued him for defamation and other quote-unquote offenses. No. And the same Mike Masnick of Tet Dirk. Uh, Tech Dirt. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Wrote about it saying, he's seeking $250 million and almost every argument in the lawsuit is beyond laughable. (laughs) This is... Someone is mad online in the form of a $250 million lawsuit. I mean look, when your lawsuit has this paragraph, I'm afraid you've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he, This is what the lawsuit says. Okay. Defend it. Devin Nuñez's mom is a person who, with Twitter's consent, hijacked Nuñez's name, falsely impersonated Nuñez's mother. And created and maintained an account on Twitter at Devin Nunez's mom (laughs) for the sole purpose of attacking, defaming, disparaging, and demeaning Nunez. Between February 2018 and March 2019, Twitter allowed at Devin Nunes' mom to post hundreds of egregiously false, <laughs> defamatory, insulting, abusive, hateful, scandalous, and vile statements about Nunez that without question violated Twitter's terms of services and rules, including a seemingly endless series of tweets that falsely accused Nunez of obstruction of justice, which I would totally say he has done, perjury, misuse of classified information, and other federal crimes. <laughs> what a baby! What a fucking baby! I fucking grow up! Seriously, and he, he was already involved in like some other, some uh, some other bills that were like people get to say what they want on the internet mm. and shit like that. Except for when it has to do with you, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just
1: fucking dead-eyed stare you seen any of the clips of him during the impeachment hearings? Yeah. Jesus. just fucking dead-eyed stare. Just like cut off completely emotionally from what was going on. Because I don't think he could fucking handle it.
0: He's fucking dead inside. He is. Um, here are some of the great tweets outlined in the lawsuit. <laughs> By at Devin Nunes' mom. <laughs> this is part of the lawsuit itself, too. <clears throat> They falsely stated that Nunez would probably join, quote, the Proud Boys if it weren't for the unfortunate (laughs) no masturbating rule. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Falsely stated that Nunez had, quote, quote, brought shame to his family. (laughs) Falsely stated that Nunez was voted most likely to commit treason in high school. (laughs) Those are awesome. They're so fucking good. There's more, too. (laughs) Thank you, Devin Nunes' mom. Oh, my God. Devin Nunes' mom is the best. Stated, I don't know about baby Hitler, but it would sure as shit abort baby Devin. (laughs) Oh, Oh,
1: man.
0: Oh, Oh, (laughs) jeez. This is all from the... The lawsuit. The, the lawsuit. Yeah. And even falsely stated that Nunez has, quote unquote, herp face. <laughs> 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 From his mom. I can't put that in the fucking lawsuit. They put it in the lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they,
1: they, they falsely claim <laughs> that he has. That is seven her face! <laughs> I love that he's legally contesting that notion. He like, has her face. I do not, not have, have her face. Do not have her face. I would like your honor to recognize
0: <laughs> that I don't as a false statement your honor look at him does he have hurt face yeah.
1: <laughs> I would like to convene a grand jury to decide if Devin Nunes has a hurt face
0: um so this wasn't in the lawsuit fuck. but here's one of my favorites from at, <laughs> from at Devin Nunes's mom <laughs> <laughs> hurt. Oh, God damn it. All right, here's another one from at Devin okay. Nunez's My mom. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> at Devin Nunez, your district is looking for you. Are you trying to obstruct a federal investigation again? You come home right this instant or no more Minecraft. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> and at uh, Devin Cow, anyway, had uh, 1,204 followers before the lawsuit. But the day after the law, lo- the lawsuit, he <laughs> had jumped up to two hundred and eighty-two thousand. Hell yeah! And that had increased to five hundred fifty-four thousand the day after. Nice. Which significantly exceeds the number of followers of Nunez himself. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, that's awesome! <laughs> right? His cow's more popular than him. <laughs> yeah,
1: it makes sense. And it's
0: all about like how he's like all into. Being a family farm man. Okay, but then there's also these whole things about him, like having endorsed rape on it or something. I, I don't know. Anyway, he endorsed rape against the cow. No, against probably workers there or something like that. And there was like sexual assault going on on his farm or some. I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But this is the gist of what I was thinking. Uh huh. Anyway. um let's move on to business examples
1: okay so that one's maybe a little bit more edgy the cow one yeah yeah
0: well, they're is, both it, kind of edgy yeah they're
1: both kind of edgy but like uh i just there is kind of a difference in my mind between like claiming somebody's committed treason i feel like that's a word that's thrown our face yeah, and saying they have hurt face, that's something that's thrown all out. No no no, but like honestly, Not I think face,
0: depending but... on your ideology, you could honestly claim and believe that he has committed treason. Yeah. To I, the do. Constitution. I do. Yeah. I, I don't believe think the that's... constitution says that he committed treason. Thank you. Because I thought you were saying like No, I'm the... saying
1: I'm saying it's okay to say that. I don't know if it's I don't know if I agree with the idea of like saying that people have committed or passively committed or are adjacent to sexual assault crimes. You know what I mean? That's a little bit different to me.
0: Mm, I'm not sure if I'm following you. You um, said the cow one. No, but that is actually a reported story. Oh, my God. That's actually... Yeah.
1: Oh, 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 okay. Well, then never mind. Never mind. I had
0: no idea. That's actually a fucking reported story. It's a reported
1: story. Then never mind.
0: Yeah, no, that's real shit. I see. Never mind then.
1: I, I, I didn't know that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's talk about the business examples. Fuck that guy. Jesus Mother fucking fuck Christ. Motherfuck that guy. But like I said, I don't know really much about it at all. But that is a reported story. I see. But I don't know much about it, so don't try to get the details from me.
1: Right. I gotcha.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the business examples. Okay. So I have a quote from Wikipedia. About a moving company named Casey Movers. Oh. Like, they're from Boston. Okay. In November 2012, Casey Movers, a Boston moving company, threatened to sue a woman in Hingham District Court for a libel in response to a negative Yelp review. Dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Just dumb. Just dumb. Reach out to her and see if you can
1: make her happy. Don't fucking sue her. It's dumb.
0: The woman's husband then wrote a blog post about the situation, which was then picked up by TechDirt. Seems like they're all about this. Yeah, TechDirt's all. Of, yeah, they're all over this. <laughs> and and the consumerist. Okay. And by the end of the week, the company was reviewed by the Better Business Bureau, and they later revoked its accreditation. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Because they were actually actually the woman's husband. Who's involved in that, did like a deep dive into the company. Really? And found out like a bunch of shit that they were doing that isn't ethical. Okay. And then the Better Business Bureau looked into it, and they're like, you know what? You're right. This can't be a business. Fuck them. Yeah. Good. And another example is what happened to Samsung. Because in December 2013, a YouTube user, Ghostly Rich, uploaded video proof that his Samsung Galaxy S4 battery had spontaneously caught fire. Okay. And then Samsung... Um, the reason he uploaded the video is because Samsung wanted him to send in video proof Oh. that his battery had caught fire before they sent him a new phone. They fucking dug their own grave! Yeah. So he he put it on YouTube and then sent them the YouTube link... And <laughs> when Samsung learned of the YouTube video, it attached uh, additional conditions to its warranty. They demanded that Ghostly Rich delete his YouTube video, promise not to upload similar material, officially absolve the company of all liability, waive his right to bring a lawsuit, and never make the terms of the agreement public. They also demanded that a witness co-sign the settlement proposal. And... <laughs> So ghostly rich, I actually watched these videos. He's just okay. like he's just kinda like, I don't know. Honestly, he seems a little like kind of like a hick-ass, somewhat like not very educated, um, Canadian dude. Okay. Um <laughs> but he seems so fun and would be my total friend. He was just <laughs> I, I'm him, not
1: sure after you said all that shit about him, but Thank maybe. you. Like
0: he does seem like he would like I really like this guy. Okay. Um I just want to say, like, he seems like he's naive, but obviously he's not. Right. If you watch his video, it seems like he's naive and wouldn't be the type of person. Like, he was talking about, like, the contract and was, like, saying, like, they said this and that, but not being very specific. And uh, was basically saying that everything was bullcrap. Okay. So, like, he's just kind of like a good old boy. I see. In my shoes. like, um, But I would really like him, I think. (laughs) And <laughs> um, so after all that, he uploaded a second video with a PDF of the contract. Contract. And his original video got 1.2 million views in a week. Woo. And yeah, I watched it. He's just like kind of a cool Canadian dude. And fuck Samsung for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to work. That's stupid. You're bullying your consumer. You're bullying your That's consumer. That's fucking stupid, dude. That's basically a lot of the Sound effect. These are, or at least the business examples. Right. Um, <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite of these type of examples. In August 2014, it was reported that Union Street Guesthouse in Hudson, New York, had a policy that, quote, there will be a 500... Dollar fine that will be deducted from your deposit for every negative review of Union Street Guest House placed on any internet site by anyone in your party and or attending your wedding or event. What the <laughs> hell?
1: Yeah. And they thought that that was, would stand up? <laughs> Idiots.
0: Fucking dumbass. Man. <laughs> because so, <laughs> they're trying to suppress an unfavorable November 2013 Yelp review. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so thousands of negative reviews of the policy were posted to Yelp and other review sites. <laughs> and here's my favorite bad review. <laughs> I fucking love this. This is not about the $500 fee for a negative review. I got to the Hudson a little late. Traffic can be a bit prickly. I was exhausted and wanted to just hit the hay. The kind woman at the front gave me my room. No problem. I got to my room and someone had defecated next to the toilet. Not on, not in, next to... My fiancé thought this was done by a horse, but a horse could not fit in the small room to begin with. Upon further examination, the feces were left by a human. I inquired the manager if this is normal. He did not believe me and said that, quote, I was responsible for this. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that, quote, I was... (laughs) And, And that, quote... I was the pooper trader. <laughs> <laughs> the pooper trader. I am incredibly frustrated and angry at this establishment <laughs> that do not take their guests seriously or even seem to care. The Honestly, that makes me seem like just the word the poop betrayer, I can't believe that they said that. So it makes me feel like that review is fake, but they did so well <laughs> in order yeah. to just use the word poop traitor. traitor. <laughs> well, and they deserve it because they tried to fucking stifle yeah. any negative
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And, I don't care if the reviews are fake or not. Yeah. And like that, it's it's that's what they get. And don't censor shit. Yeah, Be a don't good, honest shit. fucking company. And when people have... The whole great thing about the internet and all of this is that it gives the consumer power. Yep. And that's what these establishments don't like. Is they wish that it was back in the good old days when the consumer was essentially powerless. And you had exactly. to rely on organizations that came in and did annual assessments or whatever.
0: Yeah, and like basically, the whole thing about the internet is... You can fucking show what fucking happened. Yep. And the other uh, like, main point about this episode is with the internet, there's really no way to stifle criticism. Yeah. There's no hiding. There's no hiding. You either have to own up to it or let it pass or... Like to attack it is to make it more like more valuable. It's so stupid. Like there's that whole right to be forgotten thing happening in the European uni- yep. European Union. And basically everybody who uses the right to be forgotten with a lawsuit has their shit looked into more more often than not. Oh, okay. And so it's another effect of the bar- this sand effect. And so it's like basically when the internet's around, if you're trying to stop your information from being on the internet, it just makes people want to do it. Yeah. I think
1: the right to be forgotten is mostly for individuals, and it's mostly for people who have had
0: like some sort of bad or
1: unfavorable press in the past, and they want it left. They don't want it to follow them around. But it
0: doesn't, I don't think it helps
1: what they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? No, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, And even in cases where I do believe that they should just be forgotten, yeah, by pressing and having lawsuits against it, you're actually not helping. You're disseminating like, the information more widely because you're piquing people's interest. Yeah.
1: But like well, the way I think about the right to be forgotten is uh, in Parks and Recreation. You saw that, right? Maybe. Keep anyway, Ben, uh, the character from the show he uh is is plagued uh, by his past because he was a mayor when he was like oh, 18 y- yeah, he was the yeah. mayor of a city very young mayor and uh he spent all of the city's money on <laughs> icetown which was like a you know a <laughs> ice rink super center. I do remember that now. And like this, it it just like followed him into his adult life, even though it was just like a childhood mistake. And like that fucking town elected an 18 year old. What do you expect? (laughs) Um, and so that's what I think about sometimes when I think about the right to be forgotten, like, you know, even as a fictional character, he deserved to have that be forgotten.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But just the unfortunate truth is that by, trying to force the hand in being forgotten you, you will you draw attention you draw attention to it yeah like no i agree with that there are things and there are like a lot of people who have things on the internet who shouldn't be seen right but if you work hard to get that removed the likely effect is that it just won't right uh in that
1: the there are caveats to that if you've made hateful speech or things like that um, oh, no, no, that's, that's out there now. Like you, you were willing no, to publish saying, that like, hateful speech back then. You need to own it.
0: That's why i was saying, like, there are. I was saying there are cases where people have made decisions that shouldn't be held against them forever. But you know what? Fuck that. If you're if you're mad that you're a fucking racist obstructionist congressman. And yep. people are making fun of you. Fuck you! I don't give a shit. You're a public figure, and you're a fucking piece of shit. Or if you're uh, Roseanne Barr, you mm-hmm. know what?
1: And you go off and say some fucking racist ass fucking shit on the internet. Yeah. No, people deserve. You published that shit on a website. It literally says when you do when you do something on YouTube on Twitter. It literally says published. Yeah. And so. You published that shit. You need to own it. Yeah. I don't care if you were taking pills and drinking too much and got on the internet. That was your fucking mistake. Yeah. You don't get behind the wheel of a car. Why would you go represent your public image while you're intoxicated, moron?
0: No, like, exactly. Like, I'm liable to do a lot of shit drunk, but I'm never going to get drunk and become racist and become
1: like magically just <laughs> turn racist. Like yeah, the alcohol made you exactly. racist. No, it, yeah, like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a, make a and- lot
0: of mistakes, but I'm not just going to become a fucking racist. Yep. because I'm drunk. Yeah, it doesn't so change your mind. It doesn't p- change your mind that way. It, it, no,
1: it's so funny when people try to br- blame it like inebriating you, substances. Being for drunk what their makes words.
0: you do things that you're more likely to do. Yeah, exactly. It's an, that, it, it, that it, it, you're it's, inhibited from doing. Exactly. Not that you won't. It do. It
1: disinhibits you.
0: Yeah, but if you're if if you're not racist, you're not going to be disinhibited from being racist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um that's what I got about this dry sand effect cool uh, you got anything else you want to talk about unintended consequences dry sand effect um you know it's
1: not quite the Cobra effect but like you mentioned ecological things it's funny again and again it seemed like the British Empire or various European Empires colonial powers yeah would would conquer new islands and they'd be like oh shit we brought rats to the island. We need weasels to kill the rats because now the rats are like eating the bird's eggs and the birds are dying. And then the weasels go ahead and don't hunt the rats, but they hunt the easier prey of the birds and their, their chicks. And so the birds go completely extinct. This happened on a number of islands okay, kind of in yeah. Oceania near, um, New Zealand. Um, so they had to reintroduce birds in some cases. If they were Surely. able to. And then they were like, shit, the weasels aren't killing the rats. We need to bring cats. And then the cats also <laughs> hunt the birds, too. And so then it's the like, rats are gone, and but also all the birds are gone.
0: It's like a real-life version of the book, The Lady Who Ate a Spider. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> the squiggled and wriggles and whatever. So, I'm yeah, sorry. there are a
1: lot of birds um, that were in abundance in that region of the world that are now... Um, quite vulnerable. Well, yeah, and the that,
0: cockapoo is one of them. The, that the, happens all the time. People introduce, um, not people in, introduce kakapo, sorry, kakapo invasive species in order to take care of invasive species, and then that new invasive species just takes out more endemic species. Yeah,
1: we've done that a number of times in America mm-hmm. introduced invasive beetles to take care of an invasive weed, and then the invasive beetles upset some sort of, yeah.
0: I didn't even talk. I and then we bring in birds. I didn't even write it down, but even Mark Twain wrote about it. Really? Yeah. Some
1: some stupid fucker believed that the new world should have all of the birds from Shakespeare's um, I writings. Know what you're talking about. So they brought the starling, the European starling, over here, and that is a little fucker. Mm-hmm. It outcompetes a lot of the other birds that uh, operate within its niche, and it just reproduces like fucking crazy. They're ugly little fuckers. They're invasive as hell. Ah, right. they're awful, motherfuckers. Just because some guy thought that like we should emulate fiction. Honestly, over here. Invas- what an idiot!
0: Invasive species are a real big deal, and really, we should probably do a whole episode on invasive species. Oh yeah, that would be a great episode. I think so. I'm gonna put it in the notes.
1: But yeah, the kakapo went uh, nearly extinct because of weasels and cats and it's the largest parrot in the world it's a it's a Is flightless it
0: the, parrot It's the one that walks on the ground yeah yeah it's
1: flightless it, it yeah in a lot of ways it like digs a burrow like a rabbit and when the males the males go up into the mountains to call females to mate and they do this weird thing where they puff up their whole body in in this divot that mm. they've made and they just like mm.
0: and mm. they kind of settle mm
1: Mm, and they do this weird vibration that's really or low pitched, and so too. it um they they shake their whole body, their whole body shudders, okay. and they go mm, <laughs> mm. and it like Keep echoes going. down into the valleys. And then the the females, if they're interested, they follow the kakapo trails up into the mountains, and they find their divot and they mate with them.
0: Oh, huh. all right, let's end it. Yeah. That is it for this episode. Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios. I actually did like that cockpo anecdote. I liked it. Sometimes I just got to end it. No, you're um, right. It's recorded in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Art and logo and social media, <laughs> media by Monet Moran. My trusty co-host is David Gerondo. I want to thank all our patrons on Patreon. Alexis, Amanda, Ben, Betty, Kevin, Derek, Emily, Hannah, Linda, Nick, Susan, Tanner, Tori, and Trevor. And our only tattoo patron ever is Brittany. Um, Also, yeah, I just really want to say thanks, y'all. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate your support, and it really helps out the show. If you, too, want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. Tell a friend to listen to your favorite episode or leave a review on iTunes. All of these things help a lot because we're really trying to get more exposure for the show, and we really appreciate your support. Also, if you don't do none of those things, I'm going to come kick you in the shin, and my lawyer will send send you a notice that tells you that you owe me 50 bucks, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at podcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations or comment on the Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you, you have nothing to hide. Bye now. <laughs>